everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And today we are kicking off our brand new series, the Devotion Series is what we're calling it, real original here. The Devotion Series, titled, What Are Devotions and Why Do They Matter? Uh, In today's episode, we are going to define what a devotion is, our personal experience with, you know, calling it that. We alluded to it last episode, (laughs) but hey, we might as well just dive a little bit more into that. And then we're going to talk about why they matter. I've got a list of scriptures here I'll be going through, but I'd also like to talk about personal experience and any other thoughts that you guys have on why they matter. Before we dive in, just a disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are not um, people sitting here with doctorates of ministry. Um, We are are just, we're believers, right? We're Christians um, who are at various walks of life with Christ. um, And we we are just people that like to talk about these things. Yes, I'm a pastor. Um, Yes, it is my job to shepherd the college students of our church and the worship of our church. Um, But that doesn't make me an expert in these matters, right? It just makes me someone that cares a lot and that God has happened to give some, uh, I don't know, <laughs> authority over, um, watchfulness over. Um, but I just want to be very clear with that. We're not speaking as if we're coming from decades of ministry or a, a degree in Greek, right? Um, we're very normal, <laughs> normal people. Yeah, and we want it to be accessible. So, you know, we, we want it to feel like you could join in on this conversation. Um, so disclaimer out of the way, Let's let's get into it. Guys, what are devotions? When, when, okay. <laughs> so let's, what devotions. Thanks, guys. Thanks for outnumbering me. Devotions slash quiet times. What do you think of the minute someone says that? What What is the Christian culture about it, or what is your experience with it? Opening up the Bible for an hour is kind of what One comes hour? to mind for me. You said an egg timer? Yeah. Oop. An egg like timer. That, that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah, just set apart time with the Lord every day. Does so when you say quiet time, does that mean it's quiet? Um, not anymore. I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> at, at one point in my life, yes, it was. Um, but I, I think that's the goal like silence and solitude. Like we see Jesus withdraw and be with the Lord in silence and solitude. And so I think that, like, like that's what I always understood like the word quiet time to mean is that to the best of your ability to be able to withdraw from the normative patterns of life and the normative sounds of life and um, withdraw and be with the Lord. Yeah. So not necessarily literally no sound. Can you have music? Because I mean, it didn't say Jesus had music when he he didn't take a personal musician to the mountain with him. So is it a quiet time if you have music playing in the background? Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm just being sarcastic. Yeah, (laughs) I say do it, but it doesn't distract you. I can't read and listen to music at the same time my brain waves disconnect i actually well i know we'll head into this next episode but i actually have specific music i listen to that doesn't have voices in it that is meant to like focus you and nice. um, i i do it when i'm working and but i also do it sometimes only sometimes during my quote-unquote quiet time your devotions devotional time i call it devotions right um yeah, devotional com- time makes a lot of sense to all right here, here's my thing I can't even remember if we talked about this. I don't think we've talked about it on, Air. The, on the mic, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I prefer the term devotions or devotional time because I like the concept of me devoting myself to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And that out of 24 hours of the day, there is a certain time that is give in devotion, given in devotion mm-hmm. to the Lord or is devoted over to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like it. Um, I also feel like um, devotions aren't used anywhere else in the world, right? Like Christians say that word. Yeah. Whereas like quiet time can, I mean, meditation is quiet time and yeah. quiet time, like I mentioned last episode is used as punishment for children. And mm-hmm. like, so like it doesn't, transcend enough for me. Like yeah. it totally, valid. you know, the thing is, uh, listeners like find things that stir your soul, right? Like that stir and increase your affection for the Lord. For me, using that word devotion stirs my soul a little bit because it makes me think that I should be devoting myself mm-hmm. rather than just focusing on cutting things off. Right. And maybe that's it. If I were to word it, um, I'd rather my language focus on connecting to God rather than disconnecting from the world. And I think when I use the word quiet time, it implies disconnecting from the world, but devotions imply connecting to God. So like yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it, I understand it's a stupid thing to be passionate <laughs> but about. But it isn't. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think it is helpful language. Cause even if you Google like the definition of devotion, it's love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. And like that paints such a better mental picture of what that time is supposed to be. It's like not only because we love God and are loyal to him and are enthusiastic about him, but we want to show that and we love his word and all mm. these different things. I do think it paints a better picture, like you said, than um, quiet time does. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with all those statements, right? I think I'm just trying to play the line of, I don't want, like, we're going to actually, in a few weeks, we're going to talk about legalism and devotions, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't want to play the line of ever painting a picture that one thing has to be done or one thing has to be said. And, but I do, you know, I, I think James teaches us that words matter and Mm -hmm. uh, the tongue is the rudder of the body, right? Mm -hmm. Like it steers the whole ship. And uh, for me, the words I say impact the things I do. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, that's why I choose to use it. But quiet time is totally fine to use, right? Like, <laughs> especially if you're in a time in which actually cutting out of the world is is the largest thing that you need to do. You know, I, I could definitely see it as well. Um, all right. So what are devotions? We sort of talked about the word that we're using, mm-hmm. talked about sort of what we think about them. Um, before we get into what I would consider the actual definition of a devotion is... I, I want to talk about um, our personal interaction with them because I just want to say, I like when I came to Christ, it was not a habit taught to me, you know, like it wasn't anything intentional. It wasn't anything like, so I like, I became very hungry for the word of God after I came to Christ. And I would read it before bed for a long time, but that wasn't like intentional, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, I happen to have time now. And so I'm going to read for an hour. Um, But it was, it was not a, um, a discipline and it did not become a discipline in my life for years. I mean, not only until, I mean, really the last year even have I been that disciplined about it? Mm -hmm. Like now I'm way more disciplined about it. Um, And I, 
I solely believe that it is the grace of God as to why. I did not set out to be disciplined about it. I think the Lord literally put discipline in me about mm-hmm. it over the last yeah. several months. And I have no other reason to say why. Anyway, so that's my personal experience with it. What about you guys? What has been your experience with what a devotion is and, and how it's played into your life? Uh, I th- Specifically, I when I think of devotion, I think of that hour in in the Word. Um, because that's the way it started out for me in college as a freshman. It, I, I don't really remember anybody specifically, like there was never a time saying like, oh, you got to spend an hour or you have to do it this one way. But that's the, that's what I saw people around me doing. And at that time I was just like, I'm trying this out. Um, let's see how it goes. And so I spent most of my college years doing it in that one structured way. Um, and it was an immense blessing. The Lord used it in many, many great ways. Um, and then I kind of got into the quote real world, uh, as I got into my career and then Silas was born and it's kind of been a roller coaster throughout that. You get, you know, your schedule changes. And so I kind of lost discipline, kind of got it back. Silas was born and completely went out the window and had been a real lately, uh, a journey back into a whole new perspective on, what that time looks like uh, before is very structured, I had to have a certain time frame, and I had a certain steps and that wasn't very sustainable for me. And so it's just been a really interesting journey into where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's good. You know, and I want to shelf a little bit of that or create a little bit of a teaser because the next episode is what should your devotion look like? And I want to go ahead and start like tipping our hat towards the fact that um, one of the things you held on to that your devotion was was an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so I don't want to talk much about it now, but listener, go ahead and be thinking about that. Like, you know, we come with these assumptions to the table of what a Mm -hmm. devotion is. And next week we're going to be talking about what, what assumptions should we have that are biblical and which ones should we try to strip away so that we don't end up beating ourselves up. Um, so anyway, that's good. Um, one more thing to add to Regent's life. Um, just to encourage you, if you are a college student listening to this, one of the main things that God used to bring, um, Regent to salvation is seeing his roommate do devotions every day. hundred percent. And so if you are doing this in your dorm room, like people are watching, um, and that could be what God uses to lead someone else to salvation. And so, yeah, it's a very cool thing that God uses. Yeah. In our lives and others. I mean, there, there are very few things more powerful to bring someone to salvation than to see someone else's sincere and authentic faith. And one of the things that we're about to talk about is devotions are a playing out of your sincere and authentic mm-hmm. faith. Yep. Um, fake Christians do not have devotions, Fact. right? It's just not going to happen because they don't need them because they're fake, right? They, they don't actually devote themselves to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Hannah, did you have anything on your end? Yeah. So I was really blessed to grow up um, in a Christian home where every morning I woke up and my parents were out in the living room reading their Bibles and praying. And so I saw devotions uh, modeled for me my entire life. I started doing them myself in middle school and almost every day since then for the last decade. Um, I've been in the word or had some type of set apart time. Like Regent said, it's changed immensely from middle school like college where I feel like I had tons of time to do it to then being a mom of a newborn where like my devotions may be a minute and a half a day in the beginning or just now getting back to being um, more substantial in both quality and quantity. Um, But yeah, so it's been a journey over the last decade plus of um, 
yeah, just growing in this discipline. That's good. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just think you're so blessed to have even had that concept that it's a yeah. discipline, you know, it, I don't know why I always just thought this is optional, which I guess technically sort of like, it's not explicitly said in scripture. Yeah. It's definitely implied. And there's, I mean, we're going to get into it in just a second, but yeah, I just wish I would have had maybe a little more understanding. I feel like I'm playing catch up now, mm. but Hey, all right. So let's get into, you know, what is our working definition of a devotion as we continue on in the series and as we're about to move on, what do we mean when we say devotion? What, what do we want to make sure that they're understanding when that word drops out of our mouth? A portion of your day set apart to be in relationship with God. Yep. I think that's a good way to put it. And I, yep. I like to emphasize that, you know, devoting oneself, mm-hmm. um, the humbling of oneself and the magnifying of God in that moment. Mm, um, that's good. And, and so that would be close to what I think a lot of the disciplines you practice within it all try to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have some scriptures here and I just, I want to just list these out and say, there's a question, each one. Um, but it's a biblical support for devotions. Right. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if this is the best way to biblically support devotions because like we can bring up like, well, Isaac went out and, you know, da, 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 and, um, was out in the fields meditating and Jesus went up to mountains to retreat and pray. Um, and I think those are valid and like, obviously I just said them. So like, you can go look those up too, listener. Um, but I think there's something else to be said about like, it's hard to just be like, well, Jesus did it because you know, like what you, when you read it, you're like, yeah, Jesus was on mission and he was the son of God and he could literally just spend days in the spirit. And I don't know how to do that. Yeah. He spent know? 40 days in the desert. Yeah. Just kind Fasting. of God. Yeah. 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 I've never fasted for 40 days either. <laughs> and I'm not recommending that you should, but yeah. So I, I just want to bring another, um, I want to come around to a different argument from scripture mm-hmm. for it. Right. So Here's just a, a list of scriptures I wrote out. First Peter five, six to seven, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Um, I just read that. And I want to ask you listener and ask ourselves, how does one humble themselves and how does one cast their anxieties on God? Like, what does that actually look like in the life of someone that is practicing their faith? Right. Um, and I'm just going to pop these questions up in the air and then we'll come back to them. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And let each one of you look only not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, how do you how do you practice knowing the interests of other people? How do you how do you have that that time to think about that and focus on them? John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Um, listener, how do you take heart? Uh, how does one actively take heart in the the Lord's teachings and in understanding that he's overcome the world? Psalm 34, four through five. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Uh, how do you, how do you search for the Lord? Right? How do you seek him? It says, I sought the Lord. So how do you go about doing that? Like I live in 2022 in Davenport, Iowa. Um, I'm not hiding in a cave like King David was. So how do I, how do I seek the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I look to him? If I want my face to be radiant and I want my face to never be ashamed, how do I go about looking towards him? 
Luke 13, 24, strive to enter through the narrow door for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and not be able. This is the passage I, pre- I preached on just two weeks ago at this point. And when you're listening to this, um, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and not be able to strive to enter through the, the narrow door. How do you strive to enter through the narrow door? Like, what does it look like to actively strive in your faith? How do you do that besides just the reactionary things that you do in the world? Like if someone comes up and talks to you. Now, those are valid, right? How we respond to things is important. But how do you how do you take the offensive on that, right? Like someone comes up to you, you have a conversation. You can be reactive or you can mm-hmm. be proactive. So how are you proactive when it comes to striving into the narrow door? Those are all the ones I wrote out. But I think the answer is pretty obvious, right? I'm, I'm getting to the point that I, gird up your loins, right? Yeah. This, this is what it says <laughs> in scripture. Like prepare yourself for battle. Like yeah. I'm just saying, how do you humble yourself? Well, you get rid of the things you care about and you start thinking and reflecting upon the things God cares about. And you can only do that through reading his word and trusting his spirit and being in prayer. How do you cast all your anxieties on him? You need to tell him your anxieties. And that takes time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of you listening right now, you have a lot of anxieties. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some time to cast them all on him, right? Cast your cares is is another way to word that. So in the Greek there, anxieties can be the same word for cares. Um, so it, literally it's cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's really cool. Um, like I said, um, how do you take heart? If you're, if you're, if, if you're weak and need encouragement, how does one actively take heart? To stop and remind ourselves of God's promises remind ourselves of a big God, right? And so the argument I'm making here is um, devotions are biblical because the amount of commands that are given to us on how to live the Christian life require that we have something like a devotion. Yeah. I think that that's, that's, the, that's the gist of it. There, I don't think there's another way to accomplish all of these things without a devotion, mm-hmm. like without time spent dedicated to the Lord. I don't, th- I don't think you can convince me there's another way. There's just too many scriptures that talk about n- knowing the Lord and his word and his ways that you can't replicate without spending time with him. It'd be like saying, you know, I need to know Hannah deeply, but I'm never going to go be with her. I'm never going to go home. I'm never going to talk to her. I'm just going to talk to Cody and see what he thinks of her. Well, yeah. And like you can't use church as the cop out, right? No. You work mm-hmm. out once a week and show me how you're progressing. You want to run yeah. a marathon? Go run once a week and tell me you're able to run a marathon. It's yeah. not possible. Yeah. You know? One of my favorite metaphors in scripture is, is the image of a tree by water. And it's like like in Psalm 1, it talks about a tree that yields its fruit in season and does not wither. How did I miss Psalm 1? It's my favorite passage. How did I not even put it in there? That's, why, that's why I brought it up. Literally my but favorite book. It, that, that, <laughs> my favorite my favorite chapter in all scripture. And right before that metaphor, it, it says meditate oh. on the law of the Lord day and night. And like... How, how, how else can you suck like, or drink the water of the Lord if you're not with him? Yep. It's, I mean, it's all that same argument. Mm -hmm. I just wish I would have included that. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, good. I mean, Hannah thoughts on that as, as I was reading those things that you were thinking through. Yeah, I just, so whenever we were thinking about this earlier, I was thinking about Second uh, Peter 1, 3, and talks about how like God's given us everything that we need for life and godliness, and it's through the knowledge of him. 
that we get those things. Yeah. And you can only do that by knowing the word mm-hmm. because that's how he's revealed himself. And like you're saying, like church, even college ministry, that like helps you be like an acquaintance with God. But if you really want to know God, like that takes yeah. you and him sitting down and doing some heart work, well, not, it, not just hard work, yeah. like heart level work in the word and in prayer and in meditation. Yeah. And back to my message just a couple of weeks ago in Luke 13, the passage I just read, strive to enter the narrow door um, for many will seek to enter and not be able to, um, you know, just a couple verses later, like in that message that I was preaching, um, one of the things it talks about is like people who will be going to hell, like there are people who will be going to hell that say, but Lord, we ate and drank in your presence. And, we, and you taught in our streets. Like that's what they're pleading to Jesus. Like we ate and drank in your presence. Like how do we eat and drink in the Lord's presence? Well, for the church, that's communion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you taught in our streets, meaning we sat under your word, right? Like there's going to be people pleading with Jesus. I mean, this story shows that there was people pleading with Jesus um, and and saying, we did all these things. And he's like, I didn't know you. I mean, that's, that's the statement yeah. that he makes. And, uh, yeah, that's scary because it means I can sit in church every single Sunday, even if I'm a pastor and I can eat and drink in the Lord's presence and I can be under his word and hear the teaching in the streets and still be in the place of weeping and gnashing of Mm -hmm. teeth. So that's why devotions matter to me. Yeah. And that's why they're becoming so important to me. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm playing catch up, but. Hey, it's never too late. Never too late. Never too late. If you're listening to this, you're probably in the exact exact same spot as me, right? Like maybe you're, this is just coming to your attention for the first time. You're like, oh, I need to start doing this. I just don't know how to do it. Well, luckily for you, listener, uh, next week we're going to talk about how to do it. And if it's really urgent, you want to talk about it now, um, you you can reach out to us. So there's a couple different ways. If you got a really lengthy question or you really want to touch base. Um, you can definitely show up on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. or you can email me, Cody R at cdbible.org if it's something like really personal and you really want to get connected with the leader. Otherwise, if you just have a question about devotions, um, assuming all this works out as we're planning all this, there should be a form in the show notes now that when you click on it, we'll take you to a spot where you can actually just submit a question for us to talk about. We're taking questions because we're going to have an old, a whole episode dedicated to questions when it comes to this devotion series. So make sure you take advantage of that by clicking in the show notes and uh, posting that little question there on that survey. It'd be really great. Um, so I feel like we covered what a devotion is. We made the, de- the ongoing definition for the next four or five episodes, and we talked about why they matter, and we read a whole bunch of scriptures. We talked about them. Um, I, do you think we covered everything we need to? No. And this, this is valuable for anybody, no matter how long you've been a Christian, whether it's a couple days or a couple years or half a lifetime. Everybody, I, I would argue that everybody has room to grow in their devotional time with the Lord, that we're either getting caught in legalism or laxidase. Laxidase. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say. Trying to keep Physical. the L, the, the alliteration didn't work. <laughs> but like, yeah, like just like, yeah, putting it off too much is like something on the side. Yeah. I think too, like thinking about being committed to discipleship, um, this is where you start when you're discipling someone and they are a believer. This is where you start in their life too, is what are devotionals? What does it look like for you to grow in your your personal walk with the Lord? And so even if you have been doing this for a long time, listen to this also with an ear for how can I teach someone else yeah. to do this? It is really hard when you've been doing something for a long time to come back and try to teach someone how to start it, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
I know a lot more about the Bible now than I did when I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to go back to that place of being 17 years old and not remember, not knowing anything and trying to figure out yeah. how, how I would teach it to myself, you know? Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love that. And that's why I'm excited for the next couple episodes is because we're going to, that's where we're really going to get in the meat of this, mm-hmm. of explaining tips and tricks and, and all those things on how to create uh, a meaningful and worshipful devotion time. So good. I think that'll cover us for now. Um, thank you so much for listening to this. Don't forget, you can reach out in those multiple ways, emailing me or filling out that form in the show notes. You're always more than welcome to come check us out on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. here at Quorumdale Bible Church if you're in the Quad Cities. Uh, if not, you know, like I said, we'd love to hear from you either way and see how we can help answer your questions as we talk about um, these things in the devotional series. Uh, that's it for now. Just know we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.